the Holy Spirit. The gifts are nine in number. Don't forget. I know it's been a while. I wasn't around last Thursday, but you were blessed, I'm sure. Brother Zacchaeus held the fort. The gifts are nine in number. They are categorized into three. Three different categories. But there are three of them that say something. There are three of them that do something. And there are three of them that reveal something. If this is your first time, don't be embarrassed. Just flow, you will get it. This is for every believer to get. You might want to turn off that standing fan because it's making a lot of noise. And I'm sure it's going to affect your recording. 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to be in verses 1 to 12, or 1 to 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. For you know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give unto you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. Somebody say, God is working in me. The same God works all in all. But... The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. I pause here. Verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit. I thought the apostle was talking about the gift of the Spirit. Oh, yes. But how come he said manifestation of the Spirit? Now, listen and get this very clear. Each of these gifts is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Each of them. Every one of them is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That is why these gifts are supernatural. They are not natural gifts. So when you hear the word of wisdom, for example, it is not the same as natural knowledge. Mm -mm. Like the knowledge of chemistry, knowledge of biology. No. The word of knowledge is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So get that right. The gift of faith that we'll talk about tonight is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The word of wisdom is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It is not the same as natural wisdom. No. It is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And the apostle by the Holy Ghost said that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. For everyone that operates in this gift, it is for the profiting of the kingdom of God. For you to bring profit to the kingdom of God. And in the process, it will bring profit to your own life as well. Can I have an amen to that? Verse 8. For to one, now these are the gifts, the nine of them. For to one is given the spirit, uh, by the spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. Or the gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles by the same spirit. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. These are the nine gifts. But all these work at the, that one and the same spirit. Dividing to every man severally as he will. By way of recap, recapitulating what I said earlier, the gifts are nine in number, like we have outlined them here. And it is important we understand them one after the other by defining them, knowing what they are. But many, 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 many times, when they are in operation, they operate together. They work together. You can find two of them working together. You can find three of them working together. But you need to understand what each of them means and what it stands for. That's why I'm taking all of these weeks to explain them. And so that as you begin to see them manifest in your life, you can recognize, oh yeah, 
or you see it manifest in someone else's life, you can recognize it. I say, I know the gift that is operating right there. Can I have an amen to that? And we have to covet this gift. We have to covet them. We have to desire them earnestly. I don't like a powerless church. We shouldn't be paperless Christians. We should be a group of people that can effect a change in the lives of other people, in our lives, in the lives of people around us. We should be available for the Holy Ghost to use us to affect the lives of other people. But if you don't even know the gift, then how can you believe God for them? If you don't know they exist, then how can you operate in them? So, ignorance is a major issue in the body today. Ignorance is a mountain that many have to climb or they have to speak to it to disappear. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Why are they destroyed? Is it because of the power of the devil? No. But for lack of knowledge. For the soul to be without knowledge is not good. So that's why we seek knowledge. And that's why I'm teaching this so that we may know and then begin to covet them and ask God that we want them in abundance in this church. We want them to operate in our church. We want them to operate in our lives. Now listen, not one person will operate the nine gifts. And no matter how you're coveting, how much you covet, the Holy Ghost knows the one is going to impart to you per time. It distributes to every man severally according to his own will. Can I have an amen to that? But you may desire. And when he sees the hunger in you, he will respond. Psalm 84 verse 11 tells us that the Lord God is our son and shield. He will give grace. He will give glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. Are these gifts good? Come on, talk to me, church. Are they good? And the Bible says no good thing will he withhold. These are scriptures you can stand on and take God by his word. Lord, you said no good thing will he withhold. This is a good thing and I want it. I want all of these gifts in our church. And these are the best days of our lives to manifest these gifts. The best time to start is now. Not when you are 55. Not when you are 72. Not when you are too old to use them. To lay hands on the sick and for them to recover. These are the best days of our lives. When we have both physical and spiritual energy. To go anywhere that the Lord will have us go. Can I have an amen to that? The three gifts that reveal something was what I started from. The three that reveal are... According to their order of importance, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. They always reveal something. The word of knowledge will reveal something about the past and the present, which you didn't even know before. You didn't even know existed. But then, by this supernatural manifestation of the spirit, you will just know that something is going on. It could come through a dream. It could come through a vision. It could come by an inward witness. It could come by revelation of the Holy Spirit. You just know. You have a knowing. It's connected to the past and the present. The word of wisdom, which is the most important in that category, reveals something about God's future plan. The plan of God for your life. The plan of God for something or someone that is connected to you. All right? It is out of the wisdom of God that the Holy Spirit imparts wisdom to you. That's why it's called word. When you hear word, it doesn't mean that it's spoken. It just says part of it. Part of it. Out of an essay. Out of a full essay containing paragraphs. You take a word out. Word of knowledge. Out of the full wisdom of God. Little wisdom. Out. For you. Word of wisdom. Alright? And then the last in that category is the descending of spirit. Which We've dealt with over the weeks. And it was the last one I dealt with. Discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits means seeing into the realm of the spirit. In the realm of the spirit, there are good spirits and there are bad spirits. God is a spirit and you agree with me, it's good. Amen? Spirit of Jesus is good. Amen? That's the Holy Spirit. Amen? Angels are good. They are messengers of God. They have been sent to service us. They have been sent to assist us. Hebrews 1 verses 13 and 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them that shall be heirs of salvation? Verse 14 now. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation? 
angels are in the realm of the spirit and they are good spirits. But also in that realm, there are bad spirits. Not every spirit is good. There are wicked spirits. Paul the apostle by the Holy Ghost told us about principalities and powers. The rulers of the darkness of this present world. There are territorial spirits governing different territories. That's why when you move into a place, before you move in, bind that demon and cast him out. I'm moving with peace. Can I have an amen? And everywhere we go, we carry Jesus. And we are to extend the kingdom of God on earth. Everywhere we go, we bring the light. Because we have the light of God. So whatever territory the darkness had covered, we can recover from them and cast them out. Discerning of spirit is a very narrow gift. Narrow in the sense that it only deals with spirits. It doesn't deal with places, events, da 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 It only deals with spirits. Discern is to see. So when we say discern of spirit, we are talking about seeing into the realm of the spirit. Now, it is not the same as discernment. Discernment is different from discerning of spirit. In terms of discernment, you may be able to discern between good and bad. Hebrews chapter 5, I believe verse 12, talks about the people who have their senses exercised to discern. But for, all right, for the time, yeah, leave it, leave the scripture, we'll get there. For when, for the, for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that won't teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Yes, next verse. Verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Verse 14 now. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age. Even those who by reason of use, by reason of use, not by reason of not using, but by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So discernment is also in the Bible. How did Abraham know when he saw the king of Sodom that he was an evil king and did not give him the souls of men because that king demanded the souls and told Abraham to take the, the bounty of war, to take the spoil of war, take the money, take the gold, take the silver. In those days, when kings came to war, they came with their wealth. I don't know why, but they came with their wealth. You are going to fight a battle. Why will you carry all your money? And I figure there's a God in the background that is saying, oh yeah, carry them, carry everything. Yes, carry, carry. Empty your account. Don't leave anything behind. Because I know you'll be defeated and my children, they need that money. Oh yeah, carry everything. It was a way of God also prospering his people. Because it doesn't make sense to me that you are going to war and you carry your money. What for? What if they kill you? <laughs> now, Abraham was coming from the slaughter of the kings. He had the money. He had the gold. He had the silver. He had the people. The king of Sodom came and said, Abraham, thank you very much for fighting the battle for us. Give me the souls. You take the stuff. Abraham said, no. Because he also had met the king of Salem by the name Melchizedek, a priest of God, a type of Christ in the old covenant. And Abraham had paid tithe of all. 10% of everything that he got, gave it to Melchizedek. And Melchizedek blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of the heaven and the earth. He blessed him. And he offered Abraham bread and wine, which symbolizes our communion that we take today. And Abraham paid the tithe of all. When he met the king of Sodom, why did he give the tithe to Melchizedek? How did he know this was the right person to pay tithe to. How did he know this was the right person to kneel down before and be blessed by? How did he know? Who told him? Who told him this was the priest of the Most High God? Abraham had walked with God and Abraham had discernment. It also comes from your intimacy with God. In the New Covenant, we even have an advantage. The Holy Ghost bears witness with our spirit. Somebody is parading himself as the right person, as the genuine person, and he's all wrong. He's a con man. The Holy Ghost inside of you is pulling a string. Hey, don't put your money in that investment. It's going down the drain. Hey, don't join company with that person. Hey, they're bad. They're evil. They're planning evil against you. The Holy Ghost. Now, many times we don't listen. As well in the area of investment, we look at the prophet. I think I was talking to someone in my office a couple of days ago. I said, we look at the prophet. We don't look at 
We don't listen to the Holy Spirit. We look at the prophet. Our eyes are on the prophet. If I put $2,000, I'm going to get $25,000 in two weeks. All right. That makes sense. Business sense, we call it. That can make you lose all your earnings. Discernment. When he got to the king of Sodom, he said, no, you lie. I won't take a penny from you. I won't take a shoe lashay from you. Lest you say, you made Abraham rich. I've lifted up my hands to heaven, to the God of heaven. The most high God, he called him El Elyon in Hebrew. He said, I've lifted my hand to El Elyon that I will not take a thread or a shoelace from you. Lest you say, you made Abraham rich. I've lifted my hands to God. I won't bow before you. I've bowed before God. I won't bow before you. No way. Don't say, you made me rich. I don't want you to ever say that. My God. And God honored Abraham. Was he broke? No. God blessed him in all things. Longevity. Good children. Sound health. He was 175 when he died. 175. It was, the Bible says he was full of days. <laughs> every day was important. He was healthy every day. He wasn't reported sick. Glory be to God. How was he able to distinguish between these two kings? The two of them were kings. Discernment. But that is not the same as discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is not discerning people. Discerning of spirits is, as the name says, discerning of spirits. You can tell when an evil spirit is present somewhere, when this gift is not present. When God gave Kenneth E. Egan of blessed memory the gift of healing, one of, his, one of the appearances of Jesus to him, Jesus said to him, and I shared that already about two weeks ago, but let me quickly just recap and then move on tonight. When you are dealing with a case and a spirit is involved, you know, like senior pastor explained to us some time ago, people can have an infirmity. It could be a wound, it could be something, it could be a sickness in their body. Sometimes it doesn't go for a long time. It will start in the natural. But the spirit of infirmity can get into that case and prolong it. And that's why you discover that they are not healed. The wound is not healing. They're, well, they could call it diabetes, whatever. <laughs> the devil wants you to give it a name anyways. So the Lord Jesus said to him, when the spirit is involved, you will feel the movement. You would know. But I think the anointing was maybe on his left hand or right. For Aura Robert, I think it was left. When you put your hand on the person, you will see some movement. And there was a case where he was praying for a man who was, uh, I think, had a stiff back. And he prayed in the name of Jesus and commanded this, this, the, the spirit to go. And the spirit didn't go. Prayed again the second time. Commanded. And he told the man, after praying, see if you can bend. And then he went through the motion the second time. See if you can bend. The man couldn't bend. The man wasn't healed. By the third time, the Lord Jesus appeared. Right in the meeting. And said to him, have I not told you that in my name, when you see that the demon is involved in the case, when you, you command him to go in my name and the, person, the, sick, the sick shall be healed. He said, yes, sir, I did that. The Lord Jesus said, have I not told you that when a spirit is involved in the case of infirmity and you command the, the devil to go in my name, they will go and the, the sick will be healed. He said, yes, sir, you, you, you said that to me and I did that already. He said the third time was like a flashing of thunder. Did I not tell you that if you command the devil to go in my name, it will go and the sick will be healed? <laughs> He said, whoo, he got it now. He needed some element of boldness right there. He needed to command that devil to go. Because he knew a spirit was involved. And he was telling the spirit, go, go, go. And he wouldn't go. And he was telling the person, see if you can bend. This time he said, in the name. You, you know when that authority comes. Woo, the spirit of faith. In the name of Jesus, you foul spirit. Go! And he said to the man, now bend. What's the difference? See if you can bend. See if you can bend. Now bend. And he bent over and he was healed. The spirit left. Boldness. The disciples prayed for boldness also. 
So you too should pray for boldness. There are times you're not bold. The Holy Ghost is witnessing to your spirit to minister Christ to someone. It might even be your mate, but you, are, you don't have the boldness to do it. Or to your lecturer. Oh, God. Pray for boldness. Acts chapter 4, they prayed for boldness. And God said, boldness, go. And boldness went, boom. And they began to speak the word with boldness. And there were signs and wonders following. Can I have an amen to that? Tonight, we're, we're taking the power gifts. We're done with the gift that reveals something, the revelation gift. Now we're going on to the power gift that is the gift that do something. The last in the series will be the gift that say something. So I started from the gift that reveals something. Now I'm starting the gift that do something. We want to get jobs done. Amen? I say we have a lot to get done. Can I have an amen? Romans 8, 14, the message translation says, God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. We have things to do. Tonight I'm starting with the gift of faith. Now, this is special faith. This gift is otherwise known as special faith. And I'm going to show you four different kinds of faith. We put all the kind of faith together like prayer. There are different kinds of prayer, but sometimes we put them all in one sack and we try to juggle them. But that is wrong. And that doesn't help us to get the answers many times to our prayers because there are different types of prayer. Also, there are different kinds of faith. Uh, all right, we've read our text already. Let me make a statement here. Those who possess the gift of faith believe God in such a way that he honors their word as his own and he miraculously brings it to pass. Those who possess the gift of faith believe God in such a way that he honors their word as his own. And he miraculously brings it to pass. There are people who possess this gift. And I want it, amen. Do you want it? Some of us already have it. But as we go, you begin to understand its operation. It is the greatest of the three gifts of power. The gift of faith is the greatest of the three gifts of power. What are the three gifts of power? One, the gift of faith. Two, the working of miracles. Three, the gifts of healings. If you're writing, write them down. The power gift, number one, the gift of faith, which we are looking at tonight. Number two, the working of miracles. And number three, the gifts, plural, of healings, plural. The gift of faith is the greatest of the gift of power. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit to the believer so that he might receive miracles. Notice, this gift is given to you by the Holy Spirit, not that so that you might do miracles, no, but so that you might receive miracles. Amen? The working of miracles is a gift of the Holy Spirit given to the believer so that it might work miracles. That's why it's called working of miracles. So there are two different gifts. The gift of faith receives. It is given to you. It's a supernatural impartation for you to receive something like no other person. <laughs> Woo! To receive a miracle. Say, oh no. Oh yes, we are going to have a miracle. We are going to have a miracle tonight. And you receive it in such a way that no other person can. It, it's many, many times it's ridiculous what you are trying to receive. People say, it's over. It can't be done anymore. But you say, no, my God never comes late. I know that God is working on it and I receive it right now. And we're going to have it tonight. And you stand there because it's a supernatural impartation. You will look very weird. When you begin to operate this gift with boldness. We're going to have it? Yeah, we're going to have it. It receives. For the working of miracles, it works miracles. So if you put them side by side, the gift of faith is passive. In the sense that it receives. The working of miracles is active in the sense that it performs, it works miracles. Amen. So one gift receives, the other gift 
does something. One gift is passive, it receives. The other gift is active, it works. When you perform a miracle, that is working a miracle. But when you receive a miracle, you don't work it. And that's the gift of faith in operation. You receive it. That's the gift of faith in operation. Amen. And this gift can work in different dimensions. I will, I will rush it up so I can get there tonight. Just give you an example. Now, note that these power gifts are also closely associated, just like the revelation gifts. You know the revelation gift, gift of word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and descendant of spirit, they work very closely, especially the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. You know that in one event, God can tell you something connected to the past, something, with the, something going on in the present, and give you a way out, which is now showing the future. All right? They can work together. We've seen examples and loads of them from the scriptures. In the same vein, these gifts, the power gifts, also work together. Let me give you a very simple example. Um, in... Um, Glory, glory, glory to God. In 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 5, before I give my example, the Bible, Paul, the apostle by the Holy Spirit, tells us that tongues with interpretation is equal to prophecy. Now, these are utterance gifts now. Tongues with interpretation is equal to prophecy. Now, but we differentiate them and list them separately so that we can better define them. 1 Corinthians 14, 5. It says, I would that you all speak with tongues, but rather that you prophesy. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive a defying. If I stand here and I say, Thank you, Lord. Does that profit you? No. But if I give an interpretation, Oh, thank you, Lord. Or, as I speak it, the Lord gives somebody an interpretation, and they come up here. I say, well, the Lord would have me say that he's given someone an interpretation. Can you come up and say it? And they come up, and they get exactly what I've said in, in tongues. It is equal to interpretation. Uh, sorry, it's equal to prophecy. Amen? Tongues with interpretation will be equal to prophecy. Even though these are different gifts we are talking about. You remember the gift that says something? Number one of them is prophecy. Number two of them is diverse kinds of tongues. And number three of them is interpretation of tongues. The most important of the three of them is prophecy. So Paul the Apostle by the Holy Ghost said, if we have tongues and we have interpretation of tongues, is equal to the most important gift, which is prophecy. Are, are you getting what I'm saying tonight? I hope I've not lost you. Are we still together? Very good. Tosi is getting me. Are you all getting me? I just said that to say that these gifts work together many times. All right? Many times. If you give a message in tongues and nobody to interpret, you have not blessed us. But you have edified yourself. Because when you speak in tongues, you edify yourself. You build yourself up. Oh, God is going to... And we're all there. What note can you write? <laughs> can you write my tongues down? You can't write my tongues down. It doesn't make any sense. But when I broke out, oh yeah, the Lord will have me say that someone is here now. Listen, this is what the Lord is saying to you right now. And somebody is blessed, or the whole church is blessed. That interpretation blesses us. So Paul said, when you have diverse kind of tongues, and you have interpretation of those tongues, it is equal to prophecy. Amen, praise God. So they work together. Somebody said they work together. Tell your neighbor they work together. Now, let me give you a very simple example you, you, can, you can relate to. On the gift of faith. Somebody had a bike accident and their neck broke in the accident. A young man and they died. And they called you on the phone to tell you that so-so and so person that you knew from somewhere had a bike accident, broke their neck, and now dead and now on the way to the mortuary. I said, no, it's not time. No, no, hold on. Okay, I'll be right there at the hospital. And you rush down there. 
and the gift. You sense that this gift is in operation. Besides, this is not the will of God. God said in Psalm 91 verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is not long life yet. Isaiah 46 and verse 4, I have made you, I will bear you, I will carry you to Hoah Hayes, to Hayes wife with age. You're only 23. You're not going anywhere. Now, you would need at least three gifts to get that guy back to life. One, you need the gift of faith to receive him as a miracle back to life. Because when the spirit of a person departs from the body, it will take the gift of faith to receive them back. The moment the spirit departs, it goes into the realm of the spirit. So the gift of faith, one, to get that spirit back. You will need the working of miracles to get the dead to come back to life. Because that is a miracle, isn't it? Three. Remember that they broke their neck. You will need the working of miracles. Now, you will need not just the working of miracles. You will need uh, the gifts of healings to happen. So that the broken neck can come back together and be whole. So you need the three of them. Otherwise... If the gift of faith receives back the spirit into the body and the working of miracles makes the dead come back to life and the third gift is not in operation, he will wake up, he will probably or she probably will open their eyes and they will die again. Are you getting it? Somebody whose head is scattered on the road. You need the three gifts for the skull to come back. For the brain to be normal again and for them to get up and walk. All these are distributed severally by the one and self-same Holy Spirit. Who distributes to every man as he will. Glory be to God. Four different kinds of faith. Number one, saving faith, which leads to salvation. Number two, general faith, which every believer has. I'll give you the scriptures for these things, but just quickly, right, so I, can, I want to finish this part. Because next Thursday, I'm also taking the gift of faith. I'm going to take the part two of it, which is where I'll give you practical examples. General faith, which every believer has. Number three, the fruit of faith. The fruit of faith. And I will also explain that. Um, and number four, the fruit of faith comes, uh, is the fruit of the recreated human spirit, which comes after salvation. You know, when you get born again, then the Holy Ghost comes into you and gives birth to the nine fruits. All right? You know the fruit of the spirit. As you... We talk about the gift of the Spirit. You should also know about the fruit of the Spirit. I've taught it before, but it was a long time. I guess I'll teach your generation again. The fruit of the Spirit, what they do essentially, I'll get there. I don't want to run, run ahead of myself. But what they do essentially is to develop Christian character in you. They build you up. The gift of the Spirit come on you to make you a blessing. All right? The fruit will build you up, will bless you. The gift will make you a blessing. All right? Number four kind of faith is the gift of faith. It is also called special faith. Special faith. It's a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit, which is impacted after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as the Spirit wills. So this one doesn't come. This gift of faith or this special faith doesn't come until you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you know, many, there are many believers who are believers, but they are not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit. We see them almost every Sunday in this church. When I make the altar call and I say, have you given, if you have not given your life to Christ, you want to give your life to Christ, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, step out. Category number one. Category number two. 
Maybe you are even born again, but you have not received the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in tongues, I've seen people come out. And I have examples upon examples, and I've seen these people's lives turn for good, turn out for good. An example is um, um, a sister called Umul Khair. That's a Muslim maid. She was a master's student in, in UCH uh, Community Health. And somebody invited her and, and her friend, Wale, to church. And I remember that particular Sunday. And I made that call. And she was very hesitant. She didn't want to come out. And I said, you're born again, but you don't have the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So that, that, that kind of got her attention. And boom, she stepped out. And when people come out like that, I don't just pray for baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes they need a rededication. Sometimes they've given their life to Christ, but they've backslidden. Sometimes they've not even given their life to Christ at all. So you want to ensure that you get them saved first. And then you minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is after that baptism of the Holy Spirit that this gift of faith can come, can be impacted by the Holy Spirit. It is not impacted to sinners. It is not impacted to someone who has not made Jesus the Lord of their lives. And it's not impacted to someone who has not received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It is the same Holy Spirit that comes into you at salvation that also comes upon you at the baptism. So it's the same Holy Spirit, but two experiences you must have. You must have the two experiences. The Spirit within and the Spirit upon. At salvation, you receive the Spirit within. But at the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it comes upon you. It's the same Holy Spirit. Many have him within, but they don't have him upon. So guess what happens? They are built up. They have good Christian character. They, they, they are temperate. They are, they are, they are kind. They are, they, are, they are loving. They are patient. They are long-suffering. They are generous. They are this and that. But, 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 they can be used to the extent that God wants to use them. They are built, but they are really not a blessing at the level to which they are supposed to be a blessing. Are, are you getting what I'm saying tonight? She received that Holy Ghost baptism that day, I remember, and it was very dramatic. <laughs> she tried to fight it back. She couldn't. And then she started speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues. And, and I've seen her life turn out well and a lot better. Ah, man, she had faith. I remember when my mom had cancer and she got me involved and we would pray together and we shared the word of God. Oh, this lady had faith. She had faith. Before the mom went to glory, she came to Ibadan and she, she got me involved and I went to the hotel where she was before going to the hospital. She was in the hospital but didn't get admitted and then got, got a room in the hotel. And I led her to the Lord. I led the mom to the Lord. She was a Christian who married a Muslim. So, gave birth to the children and all of them Muslims. I think Dotun's sister is also a Christian. And then she also gave her life, Dotun gave her life to Christ in this church, got baptized in this church, and began to grow also. And man, that lady is on fire. She loves the Lord. And I said to the mom on the sick bed, by this time she was already very weak. Cancer was in final stage, stage four. And um, I spoke to her about her salvation. Her brother was in the room. He had this black mark on his forehead. You know the meaning of that mark? <laughs> you know, those people they call Afa or whatever they call them. The guy was just looking at me like this in one corner. I said, I hope you're not holding a knife, child. <laughs> You know, of course, they wanted healing for the mom. So, all the brothers, they're like that, with black mark. So, you can imagine the kind of background she comes from. Very strong Muslim background. But hey, the Holy Ghost is also very strong in this young lady. And like Paul the Apostle, Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. To the Jews first, and then to the Greek. She didn't care. The brothers were there. One was in the car. One was in the room. She said, my pastor is here. Glory be to God. And I went in. 
Hallelujah. And I ministered to the mama. And we fellowship. And I, I led her. She rededicated her life to Jesus Christ on that bed. I said, can we take communion here? We turned pap into communion. <laughs> we used pap and something. I said, don't worry. Whatever you have, I sanctified it in the name of the Lord. And she began to sing songs again. She said, oh my God. She began to worship God. That was the last time I saw her before she went to heaven. Dotu is still in the faith. That's what the Holy Ghost can do in a person's life. You just turn to another man. Who would have said that Tosin would be a worshiper? If you knew him, now listen to him. Let him share his own testimony. That's the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. That's why it pains me when you say you have the Holy Ghost and you go back to the world and begin to act like you've never met Christ. You are one leg in the church, you are one leg in the world. How can you be used of God? He wants to use us. He wants our lives to bring profit to the kingdom. You can't do the things your mates are doing. You can't dance to their songs. You can't do crazy videos like they do. You can't be exposing your body as a lady like they do. You have to be different. You have been bought with a price and you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And then these gifts can now begin to come into manifestation. And the Holy Ghost wants us to manifest these gifts. So I'm talking about the different kinds of faith. Saving faith is found in Ephesians 2.8. Media, you'll do me some favor by putting the scriptures on the screen so I don't have to read because I, I have just a few more minutes to go. Ephesians 2 and verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that of, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. The saving faith is the gift of God. Amen? That's our first contact with faith. It is impacted to us through the word. You hear somebody share the word with you? You believe that word? You say, okay, I want to give my life to Christ. You go on the street, you share the word with someone, a woman selling pepper and tomatoes, and you stand by her five minutes, and you share the goodness of God, you share the word of God, and faith comes, and she believes, and says, okay, I want that Jesus. Boom, she gets saved. That moment, woo, she escaped hell, and made it to heaven. Romans 10, 17. Now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The faith of God is loaded in the word of God. So when the word of God is shared, when the word of God is preached, when the word of God is taught, faith comes with it. Faith comes with it. Faith comes with it. There is a package at the Chicken Republic when Brother Zacchaeus goes there to buy stuff for my children. They have uh, uh, some special package, I can't remember, but he does. Now, when you buy that package, I usually buy, or I used to buy, I actually stopped a couple of, anyway, it's still okay, praise God. <laughs> now, when you buy that package, it comes with pet coke, or it comes with a drink with soda, all right? That's the reason I like it. Now, I don't drink soda, really, but I just like the fact that you have food, I have a drink. It comes with it, all right? So, when you buy that package, they give you a drink, it comes with it. When the word of God comes, the faith of God comes with it. It comes with it. Glory be to God. I took them to Domino's Pizza some time ago. They said, pizza, pizza, daddy, pizza, pizza. I said, okay, let's go buy pizza. So I took them to Domino's and then we ordered, they remember, I don't really remember. I think it was barbecue. Barbecue, uh, maybe sauce. You guys that go there, you know. <laughs> I don't go. So I bought it for them. And then when we bought it, then they gave us complimentary package. And the package was... Um, Plantain, dodo, and something else, something weird, but something nice. And we were loaded. So I said, hey, we didn't order for this. The lady said, sir, it comes with it. Glory be to God. I like it when something comes with something. Glory be to God. You pay for something, and then something comes with it. How many of you like that? Praise God. When the word of God comes, the faith of God comes with it. Can I have an Amen. That's why God said my word will never return to me void. But it will accomplish that which I 
that which I propose in my heart. Because the, the faith of God is there to accomplish the word of God. So saving faith is the number one kind of faith we're looking at tonight. It, it's this, the faith that leads to salvation. And, and it's the gift of God. Number two kind of faith is general faith. General faith. When I say general, that's what you call general. General. Now it's pronounced general. General faith. You'll find this in Romans 12, media, and verse 3. All believers have this kind of faith. It, it can be... It can be increased as we feed on the word of God and exercise it in the arena of life. This kind of faith can be increased as we feed on the word. That's why Brother Zacchaeus has been uh, uh, advocating for word binge. And someday we're going to have it in Jesus' name. We're going to have a whole day and it's just going to be the word of God. My goodness, I look forward to it. It's just going to be the word of God. And I'm going to share God's word. And I'm going to get another preacher. Share. It's going to be word of faith all through. And then we're going to go for a break. And then we'll come back for the afternoon session. And we have two sessions again in the afternoon. Then we go for lunch. And then we come in the evening. And we have three sessions in the night. Or two more sessions. Two, two, two. Woo! Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that having that for one week? Something will happen to your unbelief. It will disappear. Something will happen to your faith. Guess what? It will increase. This is an ever-increasing kind of faith. This general faith. It will grow. That's why I love Believers Convention. I attended Southwest Believers Convention in Fort Worth, Texas, 2016. I'm attending next year in the name of Jesus. I don't pretty much like the online one. I want to go physically. One of the things that that convention did for me in 2016 was that God used that convention to lift off financial pressure from me. That was the year I stopped being worried about my finances. I used to be worried. I used to worry for the future. Worry for the present and worry for the future. I would look at myself and imagine, how am I going to take care of my children? How am I going to keep paying, paying bills, paying bills? I hope money will keep coming, you know. I hope. Because I'm a business person, you know. So I'm wondering, if I finish this one that I have in my account, where's the next one coming from? But God used his, the power of his word because as the word came, faith came. Woo! I could believe God for anything. Brother Bill Winston took a session that night and man, I got up. It was in the afternoon. I got up. And the last $20 bill in my pocket, I went to the altar, dropped it. <laughs> I sowed that seed. Before I got back to my seat, people started tripping out. It was the peak of that convention for me. I still have the video. People started tripping out, tripping out, tripping out, tripping out, tripping out, tripping out, dropping, sowing seed. I mean, the anointing came on him in a very special way at that meeting. And I knew the gift of faith was in oppression. And I received my financial freedom. People talk about financial freedom. They tell you to come and invest somewhere. Buy this. Uh, get in multi-level marketing. And earn financial freedom. No! Financial freedom is in the word of God. You get it from here, they will give it to you. In the world. If you don't get it from the word of God, you can't get it from the world. I've done all kinds of things, all kinds of investment. I've lost a lot of money. You won't get 1,000 from me now. You won't get 1,000 naira from me. No matter who you are, no matter how smooth you can talk. A young man got $100 from me not too long ago, but before he did, he suffered for almost two years. Before I reluctantly released the $100. I said, I'm just putting it to, if it does well, fine. If it doesn't, your, your own cup of coffee. He said, ah, pastor, no, believe me. I said, no, that was how you told me to believe you the other time. And I got a lot of people into, into trouble. I won't get myself in all those, all those kind of things again. Don't even try. Don't bring any product to me. I don't want. <laughs> Already, it's a no. Before you come, no, that's a no. <laughs> oh, man, I was keen. And you work for these people. The people at the top will make the money. And you, at the bottom, you just enter. Then the next day, the app is not working anymore. 
after you put your money. Why? What kind of thing is that? You know, I, I, I had to ask myself, what kind of luck do I have? I am not a lucky person. I'm a blessed person. How come that the thing, no, it will not crash oh, all the while? But <laughs> does, <laughs> does anybody know what I'm talking about? The moment I put my own money and then the following week, zzz, ah, <laughs> I'm a tighter. And the devourer is rebuked for my sake. So wherever I put my money, I should have, I should have, I should have profit. Amen? We had better follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, 3. You put it on the screen, you removed it again. Romans 12, 3. Thank you. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. This letter was written to believers. So every believer has the measure of faith. The measure of faith that you need. You already have it. Lord, I need more faith. <laughs> what have you done with the one you have? You already have the measure. It's like praying to God for more muscles. You already have the muscle you need. But are you pumping iron for it to come out? Are you exercising it? Oh, Lord, I want the gift of muscle. You, you won't get it. You already have one. Exercise it. You already have faith. Exercise your faith. That's how you grow in faith. Are you with me tonight? Use your faith. This is general faith. It can be increased. I, I wrote something down I'd like to read very quickly as I wrap up. The gift of faith, however, now so we, we all have this ever-increasing general faith. Somebody say, I have this ever-increasing general faith. The gift of faith, however, is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit given as the Holy Spirit wills. This one is different. This comes in a different package. The gift of faith, however, is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit given as the Holy Spirit wills. More so, general faith is the faith by which we ordinarily receive answers to prayer. We receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith and we receive answers to prayer by faith because Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. General faith. Amen? Many of us received answers to prayer by faith, general faith, even before we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I got born again in 1991. My first year in secondary school. I was 11 years old. But I didn't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit until after secondary school. You can imagine how many years of my life. I used to mock people speaking in tongues. There was a fellowship that got started on my, on my street. Some believers would come around like Monday evening. They'd be praying. All they would do was play the tambourine, sing, and then they'll pray in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Me, I was very rascally. Along with my boys, we used to play football a lot. We would stop our football and be looking at them and be laughing at them. <laughs> shaka, shaka, oh, shaka. You are just heaping fire on your head. You are heaping fire on your head. You didn't know. I never knew that God was looking at me and smiling. Don't worry, you soon come in. You come in with your mouth also. The day God got me, He got me. I used to mock them. So what are they saying? And some of us were told that those things that they are tongues of the devil, the language of the devil, the language you don't understand. How can God understand? Eh? Can you see our canal small thinking? But do you know in those years, we got some answers to some prayers. We asked for certain things and God answered. I believe God for my own levels. Especially mathematics and physics. And when I had math, physics became a prayer point. Eventually I made it. They gave me A1 in English. My first attempt was A3 in English. No, I made A3 in English. But they gave me F9 in math. That's my cute little secret. Don't tell anybody. Then I went for it again. 
and they gave me, no, no, I made A1 in English. Then they gave me, then I made A3 in math because within one year, I, I, I became very, very serious with my math. And my dad invested in that. So I made from F9 to A3. I should write a book on that. And then they gave me P7 in physics. And then the third time, you guys just pass anyhow in this church. This church is so blessed. It was until I joined this church, I found out that at 16, they already getting admission to university. It was strange where I was coming from. You have to be like 27. You should have written work like roughly five times. Now, and I'm not saying just work, work and GC combined. You write work, May, June, GC, November, December. Work, May, June, June. In fact, one woman asked me one day, she said, ah, like it was a normal routine. Like a yearly festival. I said to her, okay, okay, okay. So she went away. She left me alone. Allah! What kind of thing is that? And we used to laugh at ourselves. That one day, wife will send you a complimentary card. Season's greetings. Thank you for being a regular customer every year. We used to say back in the day that they were using some of our, some of us, they were using our funds to grow flowers at the Wyack office. It was, it was, a, it was a normal rant in the ghetto where I grew. Jammed. Ah, that one, you have to write like uh, about, a, about a five, six times. Because the first one is 180. Sure, sure, sure. 180. Over 400. Second one, 183. 187. Then I moved to 190. Then I moved to 201. You know, you didn't need cut off for your course. Then you now try, 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 now move to 220. But some people, they don't have the energy. The moment they fail once like this, Irepoli, they are going. <laughs> or Irua, they go for prelim. <laughs> you know, from there, and then they have OND. And then, end of story. You know, that, that, that was the norm. It, it was not common that at 16, you just slam your result, and then finish your job, and then you go, ah! It was not easy, though. And those were nights when I would read with Nescafe. Nescafe, not to sleep. Put your legs in water. Chew uh, cola nut. I hated cola nut. Nescafe without sugar, without milk. But guess what? As crunk as it was, when the spirit of sleep came, I believe sleep is the spirit. My eyes will be dimming. Dimming. You'll be hearing akin, akin, akin. Akin, akin. <laughs> the next day, you, uh, 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 oh God! I didn't finish my OCO Ababio. That was my chemistry book. But glory be to God, amen. I've been coming to the Stone Church. You're looking at the teenagers at 16, 17, they already gained admission, they're in uni. That inspired me. You know, you don't, you don't cherish what you have. That's why you're looking for something that is not lost. Somewhere else. This is the best place to be. I got to this church. It was a culture shock for me. They said, that guy just came back from England. Eh? England. Do you know how many years you have been looking for visa? And God just began to open up the doors in my life. When I stopped hustling after those things, when I started chasing his kingdom, and those things began to be added. I tell you, now I have to think, do I need to go, do I not need to go? When it comes to tra- going abroad, any country, it's just a matter of, do I want to go? Do I really have to go? I, I want to be in church. Me, back in the day. My first trip, probably would have been my last trip out of Nigeria. <laughs> maybe, unless maybe when I wanted to come home and buga a little bit and then go back. Because that was the norm where we grew up in the ghetto. You go abroad, marry some white lady, make some money, whether by hook or crook, come home in December when you've got your papers, bring a car, and then sleep with as many babes as you can because they haven't seen anybody from abroad before. Like you're walking on the street and everybody's looking at you. Say, hey, hey, how are you doing, man? Even the way you walk self has changed. You used to walk like this before. But now, you, the, the way you kind of back, hey, you, you can't even stand again anymore on one spot. <laughs> you have to, on, on the spot, you're still bouncing. <laughs> oh, my God. I went to Mokola. I went to my hood a couple of weeks ago. And I saw a guy. Evidently, this guy just came in from the U.S. I, 
I saw the way it was shaking. Ah. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for delivering me. Oh, God. He brought one car and then they put, you know, and all the boys were around him. Guy, I'm fine. man, man, I'm coming tomorrow, man. At Mokola Market here. Yeah. Come to the Stone Church. Little boy, he just came from the U.S. Like, what's, what's it? What's the deal? But in that climb, no bizo. In fact, many of them thought I was crazy. That I went abroad and I came back. I remember my first trip. I told a friend of mine, one of my friends from the hood, I said I'll be away for two weeks. He told his elder brother, elder brother said, lie, lie, forget. Forget it. He's not coming back. <laughs> the guy said, he told me, he said two weeks. When I got back, I went to Anko an event in UCH. That hall opposite UCH, Professor, Emeritus Professor Gulesi Hall. The brother, the elder brother was a security man at the gate. At the door, the main entrance. He held the door and saw me. I almost passed out. <laughs> you came back. I said, yeah. Ah! A kizo! A kizo! I said, don't worry, bros. I'll see you after the event. They couldn't believe it. Do you know how many years you've been chasing it? You know, good America. Ah! The, the brother said, until he saw me, he didn't believe. He said, all he needed was just 24-hour visa. Just to enter America like this. <laughs> don't, 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 don't let me enter. Don't, don't. <laughs> oh my God. The word of God renews our mind. Amen. We're watching Atlanta 96 on our streets. Some of those matches used to be played in the midnight, our own time. You know, they were playing in the U.S. And during the commercial break, one of those commercial breaks, they just showed a jungle in the U.S. One of my big brothers shouted, Ah! What the? Do visit go here last He said they should throw him inside the bush. Now, this brush was very good with hunting. It would hunt games, okete, anything, grass cutter, snakes. And, and I'm not exaggerating. It would kill a snake longer than a human being and bring it home. He was my mentor. I was already following him inside the jungle at cultural center. He said, let them just throw me inside that forest. Now, imagine the mentality. May you not be thrown inside the forest. Because we had believed that, how do we, how do we make it? How do we break through? This is the way. This is the way. By the word of God and by the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen to that? I, I'm just going to stop at um, general faith tonight. I'll just, okay, let me just mention the other two. Pardon me. I'll just mention and then we go home. Number three is the fruit of faith. The fruit of faith. You have that in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. The fruit of faith. Now, when you read about the fruit of the spirit, it says love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and then it says faith. In the original Greek in which the New Testament was written, the word there is not faith at all. The word is faithfulness. The word is faithfulness. And what does faithfulness do? It's one of those fruits in you that helps you to, when you develop it, you have to develop it. The Holy Ghost puts them in you, but you develop it. It helps you to become a faithful person in your character. Someone dependable. Someone reliable. Not many Nigerians are faithful. You live abroad, you send money home. Help them build a house. They will build a house in their name, not in your name. You come back, you have no house. Or they use the money to do party. Carry babes. Spray money anyhow. You come back, they just bought a land and they were, they've been sending you fake pictures. Somebody collected money from someone else and would go to another house being built by someone else and take the pictures and send them abroad. Finally, the person said, okay, what about that house? Let me sell it. Since you said real estate is selling Nigeria, can you help me sell it and send the money? Another story. People are not faithful. The people fake their own kidnapping. And collect money from family members. They are not faithful. You can't have the Holy Spirit and do such. Amen? The last one is the gift of faith. We won't go into it now. We'll go into it next week. Because it's actually what we want to discuss. It's 7 p.m. already and I want to stop. Amen. You find that in 1 Corinthians 12, 9. 1 Corinthians 12, 9. It's a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit to receive a miracle. I said it earlier. I'm just doing a recap. With it in operation, 
one can supernaturally, against all odds, believe God for a miracle. This miracle could be for financial, uh, for personal protection or for supernatural sustenance, for financial provision. It can be for casting out of unclean spirits. It can be for even raising of the dead. And it could be for the pronouncement of blessings. Amen. That is what we need this gift for in operation. There are times like these, especially when the world is really dark. Our economy is bleeding. Please stand to your feet, everybody. Economy is bleeding. People are begging to survive. I mean, literally begging to live. And I mean, legit people, hardworking people who are working or who want to work, but they don't have jobs. And they have serious financial needs. Now, how do you get your needs met? You better have this gift of faith in operation in your life. It doesn't just work for miracles of, you know, healings and growing of legs. It also works in the financial realm. If the Holy Spirit permits me, there is a testimony that I will share. If he doesn't permit me next week, I won't share it. But I'll share with the leaders, definitely. Or something that the Lord did for us, you know. Um, it's the gift of faith. In operation. As I began to study these things, I began to see clearly some more myself. I've known a little bit, but now I'm adding knowledge to knowledge. And it's important that we add to knowledge. Add knowledge to knowledge. And most importantly, expose yourself to the Holy Spirit. Amen? This gift can be in operation in the financial realm. I'll show you examples from the Bible. So when everybody's languishing in lack and poverty... God can open up a door for you. Through that, you become a blessing to other people. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? It is not for us to consume on our lust. When God is blessing you with money, especially in a time like this, now, pay your tithe. Tithe. It's a way of inviting God into your finances. Now, yeah, take care of yourself. Be a blessing to your parents and your family members. And be a blessing to the poor, the needy. Be compassionate. Don't switch off your phone or block their numbers. The ones you can help. You can help everybody anyways. So that's also clear. Amen. The Lord will help all of us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the instruction. Can you, can you give God thanks if you have been blessed? Thank him for the instructions in the Holy Ghost. Thank him for the grace to even come to church. And those of you that joined online, thank him for the grace to join online.